This podcast is brought to you by Gross Busters Power Washing. With over 15 years of experience, we ensure you get the outcome you desire. Locally owned and operated, call us today, 520-955-0161, or visit azgrossbusters.com. Right, hey, I'm David Samarano. I'm back with the Local Miranda Podcast. This is our first episode of the new year, and we are grateful. Today, we have an officer with the Miranda Police Department present, Officer Ashley Espinoza. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Thanks for Thank coming. You. Thanks for taking time out of your day. Uh, it's cold, huh? Yes, it, it is. is like just really a little. I went and uh, checked my pipes and stuff last night and made sure. I don't know if you do this, but mm-hmm. I use uh, pool noodles. Oh, that's a good idea. I cut them and I <laughs> stick them on my pipes. That's just a to, good idea. To make we sure. don't do that. <laughs> hey, it's worked so far. Yeah. If I'm like wrong, somebody might write a comment on here and be like, hey, dude, don't, don't do that. Do that's that. a bad idea. I might try it. So if I am doing something wrong, please correct me on that. <laughs> but uh, education's always great. So let's get started on this episode. Uh, the first thing I want to do is talk about you and who you are. So give the audience a rundown of who you are, what you do, and what your role is. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Ashley Espinoza. I am 28 years old, and I've been with Marana PD now going on seven years. Mm -hmm. I started with the Tucson Police Department in 2015, and in 2016, I made the great move to Marana, um, and I am now the community resource officer. That's awesome. So what does the community resource officer do? A little bit of everything. Yeah. We do a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, Our biggest job is to build a partnership with the community mm-hmm. and to be that bridge yeah so that the community can better interact with the police department and have a good relationship yeah so that's a that's why i really wanted to have you guys here today the Miranda police department you representing the community resource unit a lot of people see law enforcement and police and they, yeah. they understand what's going on right there's enforcement of laws federal state and local and people getting pulled over for speeding like, police officers responding to crimes but this unit in particular is very proactive in regards to community engagement. And your efforts are very noticeable. So I kind of want to talk about the efforts and stuff in regards to that. But before we do, I'm not letting you go into this yet <laughs> without people kind of knowing the backstory with you on a traffic stop enforcing the laws while you're on patrol before you were a community resource officer. You pulled over a gentleman who later posted a video about his experience with you. And it was all positive. He was kind of mind blown by your approach, your demeanor, how respectful you were. Uh, Kind of tell us about that. And uh, for listeners and viewers, we're going to post a link to that story. It's from 2018, I believe. Yes. Uh, We're going to post a link of that story in the episode so you can go and check that out. But give us a little insight about that. What happened? So if I remember correctly, he had a headlight out and I pulled him over and I... So something, when I came into this career, I always remembered, people will always remember the way you treat them. Yeah. If there's something they take away, it's always going to be the way you treated them. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter what the encounter is. There's certain times you have to elevate your force or your voice or anything, but a normal traffic stop, you should be able to go up and just have a smile on your face. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And he was blown away by that. Yeah. Um, He later posted a video and I remember during that time there was a lot of negative things being said about police Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember receiving that video from a friend and being like 
oh no, what did I do? Did I do something <laughs> wrong? Yeah. And I watched the video and I remember I was in briefing and I was like, oh, wow. And That's I was, good. I was really, yeah, I was really blown away by his, his impression that he got from me. And I think that that's just what Marana PD stands for. That is what every officer is hired for. You know, mm -hmm. the chief says all the time, we hire for character. And yeah. I think every officer in our department is, is known to treat people that way. It's incredible. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the insight on that. Again, if you want to read more about it and see the video, we will have the link available for you to go to on this episode. So let's get back to the community efforts. Let's talk about this. So what are you, what is the community resource unit doing on a day-to-day -day basis? Different things. We have volunteers, we have events, we have partnerships. So our day never looks the same. Just yeah. like a patrol officer, mm -hmm. our day never looks the same. Yeah. So it's, it's an exciting job that we get to meet people, we get to interact with people, and we get to help people in a different way than what a regular patrol officer does. Yeah. Let's talk about the holidays with community resource unit. If I'm not mistaken, donations were made with food and, and holiday gifts and stuff for families in need. Let's talk about those. So what happened around Thanksgiving time? So part of being in the community resource unit, we build partnerships mm -hmm. um, within the community. One of those partnerships is with Waste Management and another one with Bio One. Okay. And we're so lucky to have those partnerships because they made this possible. Yeah. They donated to us and we were able to feed 65 families within the Marana community for Thanksgiving. Wow. That was the turkey, the fixings, dessert. So they got all of it. And right before Thanksgiving, we went and donated all those meals. Wow, that's incredible. It was. It's very eye-opening to see how thankful people are mm -hmm. and how much of a difference it can make. Yeah. It's uh, life-changing. Yeah. It really is. Someone Generational who, yeah. too, you know. This family could have not had a Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. And we were able to provide that with the help of our partners. It's so awesome. It really is. So what about Christmas time? What do you? What is the Miranda Police Department doing around that time? So in November, another thing we have is um, a no razor fundraiser. Mm -hmm. So that's the typical no shave November. And for the ladies, the female officers, we can paint our fingernails and have bright colors, which is not normally a thing, the yeah. beards or the fingernails. So we pay, I think, $20. Um, to enter and be able to do this monthly. Okay. Those funds go to the um, Oncology Foundation, and that's on behalf of um, an officer we lost a couple years ago, Mike Torres. Mm -hmm. So we do that, and that's a great donation and just a great way to keep his memory alive. Yeah, yeah. That was a huge loss yeah. for the community. He's a great guy. Now, you, you mentioned volunteers. So uh, my understanding is they're called VIPs. Yes. Right. So what does that stand for? Everyone knows them as our VIPs, but uh -huh. they, there is an actual um, meaning behind that. <laughs> it's volunteers and police services. Okay. Right on. All right. And what do, what do they do exactly? I know they volunteer. Everything. <laughs> what, they are, do. what are they doing? Are they doing operational stuff? Uh, are they doing helping out with some of the events? What are, what's going on with them? So these people are amazing. Mm -hmm. They have already retired from their job, most of them. Some, we still have young ones that yeah. work a full-time job and still come out and volunteer their time. But the majority of them are retired and 
they still want to do something more, yeah. which these are, these people are very unique in that. They just want to keep giving and giving mm-hmm. and giving. Um, we have patrol volunteers and we have administrative volunteers. And they are both very essential to our department. Our admin volunteers handle our fingerprinting. They handle our neighborhood watch programs. They handle TriStar, which uh-huh. is all crime prevention things. And then we have our patrol volunteers who get in a patrol vehicle. They wear a uniform and they're kind of eyes and ears for us. Mm -hmm. And they will go out to traffic accidents and do uh, traffic control. Mm -hmm. They get called out just like officers do. If there's an accident, we need volunteers. They wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and they come out. And they don't ever say no. They love to be a part of the department and help. Wow, that's committed. That's yes, really, that's really they're cool. very committed. That is awesome. Yeah, a lot of people uh, don't know about them and what they do in the community and how they help out the police department. They do a lot for us. Yeah, because if they are able to go to a traffic accident, essentially they're freeing up an officer to go and respond yes. to more critical incidents or stuff that have priority, right? They actually contributed um, over 8,000 hours in 2022. A volunteer hours? Yes. Wow, that's huge. That's yes. a lot. That's that's <laughs> wow, eight thousand. Wow, kudos to that. So, also in your um, organization, you have SROs and/or school resource officers, and those fall under the community resource unit as well. Mm-hmm. Correct. So, what are they? What are they doing here in the community? So, funny story. I got a little sneak peek of what an SRO does last year. Okay. Unfortunately, one of our officers who was assigned at the school got hurt, and I got to replace him for that year. Mm -hmm. It's a really impactful job because you're working with the youth, and they, some of them really need someone to go to and to open up to and be that person for them. Um, The SROs are taking calls that come out at the school. And on top of taking those calls, I know it may not seem like a lot, but they also have to teach. There is a curriculum as them being funded by a grant in partnership with MUSD. They have to teach a certain amount of hours for the school year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just some some knowledge that I have about it. It's like 180 hours in a school year Mm -hmm. they got to teach on top of taking calls, taking calls, ensuring the security of the students and staff and themselves and that that's a pretty big task yes and i will i will admit it was a very hard job for me at first mm-hmm. because you're working with a whole different age group yeah and being able to relate to them and learn how to approach them and talk to them they're and slang. relate to them <laughs> yes they're slang yeah and be like what does that mean but I learned very quick. And by the end of the year, it was just a really good feeling mm-hmm. to have parents come up to you and say, you know, thank you for what you did for my son or for my daughter. Yeah. And it's it's a very impactful job. And I don't think people realize the impact SROs have on our youth. Yeah, I'm glad you shine the light on that. Because again, people most of the time will say that the SROs are there to enforce the law. And that's pretty much it. And like, Get get child get the children in trouble and and, and arrest them and stuff. Yes, like that. that's not it. No. It is a legitimate partnership with the school district to not only ensure safety but ensure education. Yes, right. So and I remember. So they gave me the opportunity to coach because yeah. I had been asking, "Can I please coach?" What'd you coach? Volleyball. Nice. Yeah. Yes. So I coached the volleyball girls' volleyball team, mm-hmm. 
And I remember changing out of my uniform and putting my practice clothes on and the girls being like, you have you have other clothes like you don't just, <laughs> Who is yeah you don't wear your uniform all the time oh that's great and but it was crazy to see the way that they opened up after seeing me in a different light mm-hmm. seeing me as a coach rather than a police officer and i'm yeah. so glad they got to see that yeah that's an incredible way to build rapport mm-hmm. is coaching and getting outside it was of the fun picture yeah it was fun that's really good i knew nothing about volleyball but i wanted but to coach. Like, go for it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you did you learn a lot? I did. Yeah. And we did pretty good. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Did you guys like go to playoffs? How did it work? So I I had like there's like five different teams that mm. Miranda Middle School has and they already had their coaches set for their like A team so yeah. I, I got to teach a B team so they would just shuffle in every now and then. So yeah. we didn't play very much but mm-hmm. we practiced every day. Oh, <laughs> nice. Good. Yeah. There you go. Good thing is too it's indoors, right? Yes. That's well, great. Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> so thanks for giving insight on that, the SRO. Yeah. It's a very impactful. Yeah. yeah. It's great to it's great to get that out there for the listeners and viewers to understand it more and what's going on here in the community. Now regarding the Miranda Police Department, I have here on my notes, I kinda wanna talk to talk about current employment opportunities. Uh, it's no uh, it's not a hidden story that law enforcement agencies across the United States are really working to hire people, right? Yes. And uh Miranda Police Department is also hiring at, at this time, correct? Are they? Yes, we are uh, hiring lateral officers. Lateral officers. Okay, and for the community to understand what that is, what is a lateral officer as opposed to not a lateral officer? So a lateral officer, like me, I was considered a lateral. I came from Tucson Police Department, and I lateraled over to Miranda. So it's someone who already has their certification okay. in police. Okay, great. And then are you guys going to have a recruiting process coming up soon? Oh, yes. Um, Like you said, it's no secret that agencies are needing more bodies. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we will be having a hiring process for recruits, which means um, they don't have to be certified. They can come in and apply and then they will be sent to the academy. That's awesome. So, yeah, if you're if you're thinking about joining the. Keep your eye open. Police department. Keep your eye open. Where's a good place for them to check out? Social media. Social media. So follow the Miranda Police Department on Facebook, Facebook. Instagram, and uh, the website is? Uh, MiranaAZ.gov. And then there's a link for departments and just go down to police and it'll, we have a whole recruiting page. Awesome. Thanks for that. Now, outside of employment, uh, there is another experience that I have noted here that citizens in Marana can join, which is really cool. It's called the Citizens Academy. Yes. What is that and what does it entail? It's kind of become very special to me because I've seen the impact it has on our community. It is a 13-week program. Every Wednesday evening, citizens come in from 6 to 9 p.m. Okay. So we ask for a lot of your time but I promise it's worth it. In those 13 weeks, there's a different subject every week that we cover. So you'll have your canines come in, you'll have your detectives come in, you'll have SWAT come in. Every week, it's something different. And I think the most uh, enticing part is that you get to use our Vertra. And What is the Vertra? What is that? That is like a big video game. Okay. So you're, you walk into this dark room. You're surrounded by huge screens. It's already scary. <laughs> it's a lot you of fun. Me, you lost me at dark room. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of fun um, for, for citizens. And it's a great training tool for officers. Mm-hmm. And you get put through scenarios yeah. that 
officers may face every day. So that's a really cool thing that I know the citizens have appreciated going through mm-hmm. because it really opens their eyes to what we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. And does that include high stress yes. situations that they got to work through? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's eye-opening. Huh? Yes. Yeah. They also get to drive our vehicles. They get to go. Yeah. They get to drive. Lights and sirens. Lights on? and sirens. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. um, they get to see the canines, do demos. They get to see our beautiful department. Mm -hmm. They get a tour of that. It's a really great program. And everyone I've talked to that has gone through it, most of them become volunteers because Mm -hmm. they just get such a great (laughs) experience out of it and they want more. So a lot of them become volunteers through doing that. But a lot of them just say they have so much more understanding of why we do the things we do. And that's really what it about is going into a deeper understanding of the department and seeing why we do what we do. When can someone join the Citizens Academy? Do you have them quarterly, monthly? How does it work? We have them twice a year. We have them in the fall and one we have coming up. February 1st it starts, but we are still taking applications. Okay. So if you're listening, go sign up. How How much longer will we take? I can't talk right now. Sorry for that. How much longer will you be taking applications Next Wednesday. Next so, Wednesday. Yes. Okay. So get on that if you want to join that experience. Yes. It's a it's a great, great opportunity. And I I know that a lot of people will get a lot out of it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't doubt that. That sounds really cool. Now let's get into the, the, the nitty gritty stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm ready. We're going to jump into uh, property crimes. Um, as you know, I'm sure you guys know, it. it there's trends regarding yes. property crimes. Like it goes up and it goes down, mm-hmm. it goes up. And you can't like legitimately pinpoint when it's going to trend or what's going to cause the trend. Uh, my question for you is right now, is property crime trending? What property crime is trending? And how do citizens prevent being victimized? Yeah, so a trend we are seeing is uh, vehicle break-ins. Okay. And that's everywhere, not just in Murano. Mm-hmm. It's just a nationwide trend. And another one is the theft of catalytic converters. Okay. I don't know if anybody or out there maybe doesn't know what that is because I know I needed a little bit of knowledge on that when I started hearing about it. Yeah, educate, please. So there is something under your vehicle. It's your catalytic converter that has precious metals inside mm-hmm. that okay. will be worth some money. And it can take about three minutes for someone to go under the car saw it off and take it with them. And then your car is pretty much ruined. Three minutes. <laughs> Three minutes. It's wow. as quick as that. So the, that happens really quick. But in 2022, part of the community resource unit is mm-hmm. to provide the community with ways that we can prevent this. Mm-hmm. And we had a VIN etching event. Okay. We partnered with the local shop here and they were able to um, etch the VIN on those catalytic converters. Okay. And that will prevent people from taking them because if they're ever found, they're going to be traced back to the vehicle they came from. So yeah. it was it was a really good event to have. Okay. Um, property crimes such as vehicle break-ins, lock your doors. <laughs> That's the number one. Lock it. It's easy to forget. I understand yeah, that. I've done so it. I mean, yeah, for sure. There can be moms with kids getting them out of the car and it's hard mm. to remember. There's a lot going on. But first step Lock your doors. Yeah. Another thing is we don't want you to keep valuables inside your car. It, it's going to really attract 
a a, a bad guy to yeah. come and if they see a purse laying in the front seat, if they see a computer, if mm. they see an iPad, they're going to want access to that because that's worth something to them. Mm -hmm. So don't leave your belongings in the car. Take those extra few minutes to take all those things off. And another thing, take your garage door openers out. Oh, preach. <laughs> yeah. Take them out. That's like a whole other key, right? <laughs> yes. Like <laughs> so a lot of people do. It's common to see people leave them in there because that's what they use to get in mm -hmm. to their garage and they'll leave them right there. And people learn the hard way that they should probably take those off. Another big one is your weapons. If you carry weapons, mm -hmm. do not leave them in your car. Take them off with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that garage door one. That's really intrusive because they're in your car. Not only yeah. is that kind of, that's kind of creepy, but now they have access to your garage. Yeah. And then if you're, your door from your garage to your home is open. is open. Bigger problems, yes. guys, right? That's kind of scary. So yeah, lock your doors, right? Don't leave belongings, don't leave weapons, and remove Just your clean out your car. Paper. Yeah. Might take a couple more minutes, but take everything out. Yeah, it's worth it at the mm -hmm. end of the day, right? I mean. And if you have the room to park in your garage, park in your garage. Yeah, I used to. I used to have that room and then. Uh, <laughs> I had my daughter <laughs> went to, I don't know if you experienced it, but when you have kids, people tend to donate things yes. to you and then it slowly it's starts lot. piling up and then you're like, I have all these clothes. Where do I go? So you box them up and you're like, well, the garage is a great spot yeah, for me to store it and it becomes a storage unit. Yeah. So. so if you, if you do have the room, it's a good idea to park mm -hmm. your car in there. Um, you know, when we see these trends happening, we work really closely with, we have a great communications department within the town and they've mm -hmm. been making PSAs for us and yeah. they really try to help get the word out there. And that's the biggest way to let people know is, hey, this is happening. This mm -hmm. is what you can do. Social media. Yeah. Gotta love social media. Yeah. It's what we do here. <laughs> it's your job. <laughs> it's one of the things we do here at Live the Dream Media and Local Marana. So going forward in this conversation, I think it's important for the community to know, for the community to know how to get involved with everything that the community resource unit is doing as far as donating, uh, signing up for programs and whatever else you guys come up with. Cause it seems to be, I mean, it seems to me that you have, a, you guys have something and then the next year you launch something else. Like mm -hmm. I've even seen, uh, what do you call it? Car seat classes and mm -hmm. stuff. Are those free? Yes. So for it's free for someone to sign up and learn how to properly put in a car seat for their child. It's free. We have another class that's another one coming up. Mm -hmm. um, but it is free. We hold those multiple times a year. Yeah. And they get a free car seat out of it and brand new. A free car seat. Yes. Wow. And that is another program that is completely run by our volunteers. We have okay. a volunteer who has taken on that responsibility and makes sure that those classes happen. And yeah. again, it's about partnerships. So we get funded mm -hmm. by our partners to be able to host these. Okay. So if somebody's interested in being a partner with the Community Resource Unit at the Miranda Police Department, who do they reach out to? How do they get a hold of somebody? Call us at 520-382-2000 and ask for the Community Resource Unit. And you can speak to myself um, or one of our volunteers about how you want to contribute. Mm -hmm. You can become a volunteer. Yeah. And um, you can... If you need us to attend something, you know, we, we like to go out to schools and okay. be a presence at the school. And we have things like Love of Reading Week coming up. So okay. our officers will be reading to students. We have 
festivals that happen and we go out and we interact with the kids. Okay. So if you'd like us to come out and do something like that, we're there. That is awesome. You know, so what you guys do does not go unnoticed. Uh, we wanted to recognize the Miranda Police Department and the Community Resource Unit today uh, for your genero generosity, dedication, and service that you thank provide you. to the community. So we've, we've got this here for you. Thank uh, you. Thank you so much for coming here on this episode and joining us for the first episode of 2023, the local Miranda podcast. We look forward to having the Miranda Police Department on again in the future. It's been a pleasure. And do you got anything for me? Do you got any questions for me before we, we go? Or do you want to throw like a, a quote for the listeners or any information that maybe you haven't presented? I just, I really truly think that Marana PD is a great agency mm -hmm. and I hope everyone can see that. And I hope that um, if anybody ever has any questions, they, I, we are big on transparency Okay, and to come to us with their questions and we are open on sharing that and we're a very community oriented agency. Absolutely. And that's why we do what we do is for our community. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Have a good rest of the day. Be safe. Local Miranda podcast. Uh, please subscribe, share with the community, share with your friends and family. We appreciate you listening and viewing. Have a great day.